Hi, and welcome to Popcorn Takes, a pop culture podcast featuring movies, media, books, etc. I'm Marsha. And I'm Mike. And today we are talking about The Third Man, 1949. All right, so The Third Man stars Orson Welles as Harry Lyme, Joseph Cotton as Holly Martins. Uh, oh, I'm going to butcher this name. Alita Valley as Anna Schmidt. And Trevor Howard as Major Calloway. It is a post-war noir film about a man who whose friend has died, and uh, he's looking for answers. Is as close as I can get without giving everything away. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. That's fair. He shows up uh, to uh, to reunite with his long lost friend who has he's, hasn't seen in a little while, and uh, hijinks ensue from uh, almost the very beginning of the film. Uh, you know when he shows up. So yeah, and your number of popcorns for the third man? Um, at, at least four. I'm ju- I was debating between four and four and a half. I it, I really enjoyed this movie, and not just because our friend suggested it, but because I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, shout out to Scotty yeah. uh, for suggesting it, and I gave it four popcorns as well. I I liked it. I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, obviously, the soundtrack is really good. The music. Um, it's beautifully shot. Yeah, the, what do they call that? The Dutch camera angle with the way they film it at the different lines and angles was it was you know again we kind of take that for granted now, but sometimes when looking at these older movies, it was sort of revolutionary, right? For oh. when it was done and how it was done. But I thought the story was really good. The you story know? was good for sure, um, and I I definitely appreciated that. But I think that I, I think the movie, the visuals yeah. of the movie. Uh, really captured my it, heart. It, it works, and it works well. For, and it works well for something that old. Too. Yes, yes. You know, sometimes older movies don't hold up, or they're yes. it's just different. Uh, you know, so they're good. But that was no. It was it was well. It was a really well done. Which I guess if you know. So I try not to look at a lot of reviews before I review it. Yeah, yeah. So that I don't, you know. I try to come at this with an unbiased standpoint. Right. So I, I myself gave it four popcorns. Also, mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was a really well done movie. I I love a murder mystery, mm-hmm. so any type of mystery, you know, type thing like that is is right up there with my cup of tea. But yeah, I, I thought it was a really a well done movie. And, and then after the film, after we watched it, looking and seeing you, obviously. Not alone in that opinion is it's a as you know as anybody that's familiar with cinema knows it's a classic that you know. Well, it's I mean it's not only beautiful and you're right the storyline is good. Um, I was captured by the idea that um, sometimes when you watch an older movie it feels um, almost childish in its storylines as far as not being complex and. And the dialogue, the the way the dialogue moves, it either moves too slow or yeah. It, so this one, the dialogue was no a sometimes great pace. yeah no I agree. They some, didn't try, yeah. they didn't over explain things. They it just it was exactly where it needed to be for the pacing of the story. Yep. No, I I thought it was really good, and and again not you know not overcomplicating it with a lot of extra 
plot lines mm-hmm. and fluff and just sort of, you know. Uh, sometimes the movie has stuff, and you're like, well, what the heck? Why, why, why was that even in there? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I thought it was, it's, it's a clean movie. So if it's not something you've ever checked out, I, I think we, we would agree that it, it's it's worth sitting down. Yeah, you know, it's you... a, it's a great. I, I tell you, it's a great Sunday afternoon movie. It's a great, you know. I'm at the house, you know, looking for something to watch, and sometimes you get kind of burned out on what's what's available. Um, it's definitely worth the play, and worth worth the time to go back and look at. So, right. So if you haven't watched it yet, I would suggest you pause this and go watch it um, because we are going to go into detail about the plot and spoil everything. Yeah, and it's not the type of movie you want to approach at knowing the plot ahead of time exactly although i guess since it was in 49 it might be hard not to know well that's true (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so all right that said we are about to dive into the spoiler territory so we open in vienna uh and i did look this up it was actually shot in vienna this is not a sound stage this is this is shot on location so we open up in Vienna and there's a bunch of exposition about uh, the black market and how Vienna, this is post-war, post-World War II. Um, uh, so the so Vienna is split into four zones. There's the American zone, the British zone, the Russian zone, and the French zone. And um, because of the um, destruction from the war, because of the desolation after the war, uh, it has created an environment that is ripe for these black markets. And uh, we see Holly Martins, and he has come to visit his friend Harry Lime. He has got no money on him. <laughs> and um, he packed a bag and headed out. Exactly, because Harry had sent him a ticket, so he didn't even pay for the ticket out there. So uh, Martins gets to Lime's apartment to find out that he has died. And it is his funeral day. So he goes to the cemetery to catch the end of the funeral. And a man follows him out of the cemetery and offers him a ride. And then a car follows him. While he is in this ride, at, at, this, at the funeral, he noticed there was one woman at the funeral. And yeah. she seemed really upset. And uh, he sees her walking down the, the road after the funeral and they drive past her. So we find out that the man that's offered him a ride is Major Calloway, and he is with the British police Yep, British force. Royal Military Police. Yes. Uh, so he takes him for a drink, and he tells, um, he tells Holly that his friend was mixed up in a, a bunch of the black market racketeering. And Holly just does not believe him. He thinks this guy is just this weaselly cop and he just does not. It was interesting to see an anti-cop sentiment um, in, in a post-war movie, yeah. I guess. But it was, um, so that's that's where Holly's coming from. He does not like the police and he does not believe this story that he's been given. He told the major to go catch murderers and leave his friend alone. Yeah, and then he we we see that Major Calloway has a bodyguard. Well, his bodyguard is uh, Sergeant Payne, and uh, so Harry or I'm sorry, Holly has had too much to drink, uh, and he's now really frustrated. So he tries to punch uh, Major Calloway. He does not 
and he instead gets punched by Sergeant Payne, who was the gentleman following them and his quote-unquote bodyguard. It's not really his bodyguard, but it is his sergeant, and he says, no, you're not going to do that. They were all very polite to him about it because the sergeant was very much fans of his book. So yes. he was fanboying over him the whole time, and then he decked him and knocked him back down and then helped him right back up and said, oh, but I love your stuff. Come on. Yes, and then he also sets him up with a benefactor as well. Yeah. Uh, so Sergeant Payne, yes, it continues throughout the, the movie to talk about how what good books that uh, yeah. Holly Martin's writes. Apparently Holly Martin's writes um, Western novels. Yeah. So I think Louis L'Amour, Pulp pulp western fiction yes so sergeant Payne gets him uh set up with a benefactor that offers to put him up if he will be part of a lecture series and uh he gets a phone call at the same time from a man about harry uh and he offers to meet him at a cafe and so holly says yep i'm going to go meet this man i'm going to find out more about what's going on and that's that yeah because the police had wanted him to leave the so the uh the police commander had been like get out of town you don't belong here yes but then holly starts to think there might be something more to his friend's death yes and uh so the man at the cafe says that Everyone is mixed up in the black market. As, as, you know, selling cigarettes, whatever. It's just, that's kind of how the city is now that, that Vienna is in the state that it's in. Yeah. And um, he offers to help on a limited capacity. He says he's not going to get mixed up in it, but he'll tell him what he knows. Right. And he goes through and he shows him the spot where we find out his friend got run over by a car. And he shows him the spot and where it happened and how it happened and how he was laying on the ground afterwards and how a couple of men carried him off and that, oh, while he was dying, uh, Harry mentioned Holly. And, um, and he has this dog with him. It looks like a little chihuahua. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's noticeable in the shot. He wasn't no, the dog wasn't noticeable in the cafe shot, but he but, was yeah, noticeable in the, in the other scene. So uh, as they're discussing the details, the handyman of the apartment, the one who actually told Holly in the first place that his friend was dead, um, it, the handyman comes out and he has some details too. But then his wife comes out and is like, don't get mixed up in that. Come on. And, um, and so the, the man from the cafe, we're going to call him now. Um, I only know this from looking it up. His name, he's Baron. That was in quotes. Yeah. Cut. Baron Kurtz. Kurtz. So we're just going to call him Baron. Uh, so Baron is giving him names of people at the funeral. He gives him the name of the doctor. Um, and then he tries to steer him away from the woman at the funeral. He's like, uh. She's an actress. Don't, don't, don't bother her. You'll just upset her. And um, Holly rightly refuses him. And he goes to find the actress. And she's at a play. Her name is Miss Anna Schmidt. And she says she doesn't really know much. Uh, she says that a man brought her money after Harry died. And we are to believe it's Baron that brought her money after Harry died. And she says that it was Harry's own driver that killed him. 
and so and that his own doctor happened to be walking by when it happened so all these things are too coincidental holly's getting more worked up and then she admits that she also has thought that it wasn't an accident yeah and so now he is definitely convinced this is not an accident something else is going on and he wants her to help him figure it out yeah um so we cut to harry's apartment and anna is with holly uh holly is talking with the handyman again and uh anna's looking around now anna is extremely familiar with the area you know this because she just starts opening drawers and without even looking pulling out the things she's looking for yeah she brushes her hair finds a picture put, put puts a picture out the mirror away yeah and she when she answers the phone rings at some point in time she answers the phone she in, like absent-mindedly starts playing with the dice and the table beside the phone so it's very obvious that she's very familiar with the apartment uh, so, but the handyman says that three men carried Harry after he was hit by the, by a driver. And so now Holly's like, what do you mean three men? Uh, Baron only told me about two men. Callaway only, it, like, he, he's just trying to figure it out. He says, what is this third man? Yeah. So, Holly and the handyman argue because, uh, he says he cannot go to the police with this information that there was a third man. Schmidt, um, Anna says that she, that he shouldn't get mixed up in all of this. And, um, Anna's landlady ends up, he's walking her back to her apartment while they're talking this. And Anna's landlady tells her the police are there searching her place. And when we get upstairs, the police have taken her papers and, um, then they take her personal letters from Harry. And then uh, the major tells her that she has to come to the police station with him. And she admits to Holly that her papers are forged, um, that Harry helped her forge them, that she is from Aust- she, that her papers say she's from Austria, but she's really from Czechoslovakia. And she says that the Russians will claim her. Yes. Problematic because it, it, this is a post-World War II. It's also the beginning of the Cold War. Yes. Where everybody's sort of dividing up that Eastern European bloc. Yes. So, um, she's... Holly goes to... Or, yeah. So, in the meantime, when she goes to the police station, Holly goes to see Dr. Winkle, who was Henry or Sarah, Harry's doctor. And while we're at Dr. Winkle's house, we see the same dog yep. that Baron was carrying earlier. So yep. that's a curious note. Um, Dr. Winkle says that there there were two friends with him. Uh, that with there were two friends with Harry. Or I keep saying Harry. It is Harry. Okay. That there were two friends with Harry when he got run over, and Holly asks if Harry was pushed. And Dr. Winkle says he can't be sure that injuries would have been the same. And uh, and then the, that that whole scene kind of cuts and then we cut Yeah, to, I mean, he's just giving KG answers. Yeah, time. exactly. And uh, so we cut to the major questioning Anna 
and he asks her about a man named Joseph, and she has no idea what he's talking about. And so, uh, after they go back and forth a little bit, he releases Anna, but he keeps her papers. Mm-hmm. And then Holly is outside waiting for her, so then they go for a drink. Uh, the man from the cafe, Baron, comes up to him and he says, Oh, hey, there was um, that, that other man that was with Harry. When he died, he's here if you want to talk to him. And so uh, they end up talking. We find out later that this man's name is Popesco. And um, he says, he asks Popesco about the third man. And Popesco denies that there's a third man and asks where he heard that. And this was one of the few parts of the movie that I got upset about. Holly tells him his source. And it's like, you don't do that when you know you're talking to shady people. You don't tell them your source. You're putting your source in danger. Especially a man who said time and time again that he doesn't want to get involved. Well, I mean. And his wife doesn't want him to get involved. And all that. So, but he does. He tells him that he heard the information from the handyman. Now, I'm calling him the handyman. Everybody else is calling him a porter. It's the same thing. I'm just going to continue to call him the handyman. Uh, but that he um, he tells him that the handyman told him, but that the handyman doesn't want to get involved. And then Pabesco tells him that he should be careful. Yeah, my only thought is maybe Holly is still, Holly has not yet come to full grips to realize that his friend is actually caught up with a bunch of really shady people. Yes, he's in denial about that still, but even if you don't know your friend is caught up with people, you know that these people are telling you that there's no third man, but you heard from somebody else that it's there for, is. It is, you don't go and give that information away. Well, He I mean, should have been cagey about his answer about where that information it's came It's 1949. From. People were more honest about things okay. back then. <laughs> he didn't have the street smarts people nowadays. Like, okay. I'm with you though. Why You should have kept the mouth shut. Yeah, or just give him a vague answer. Right? They're giving exactly. you vague answers. Why don't you give him exactly. a vague answer? Exactly. You don't answer? need to reveal everything you know. Hold a little back, man. Yeah. Um, also, so we see four men meet at a bridge. Uh, we know that one of those men is Dr. Winkle. We know one of them is Baron. And we went in, we know that one of them is Popesco. We don't know who the who fourth the guy is. is. Yep. Uh, so the handyman calls out to him he's down he's down in the street level and the handyman's up in in one of the apartments and he calls out to him and he says hey i'll tell you tonight my wife's away and i'll tell you tonight what i know and uh so holly's like cool and they plan to meet later and so uh when when the handyman turns around after he said this out the window we are to presume from his expression that someone is in the room that he is afraid of slash not expecting. Yeah. Uh, so Holly goes to talk to Anna again. She says that she is lonely. She asks him to tell her about Harry. Uh, so he goes into a couple of you know childhood stories about Harry, and then he ends up telling her um, that Harry was really good at fixing things, and she says that, yeah, Harry fixed her papers for her. Um, she says... She is doesn't ever want to fall in love again. He offers to take her for a drink. She calls him Harry on accident. And so we are, it's obvious from this that she is still in love with Harry. 
and he is starting to develop feelings for her. Yes. And they go to see the handyman, and he's dead. Yep. And then the little boy says that Holly did it. He says it in... German. German. And um, I'm not really sure. He, this boy is like three or four. Yeah. Couldn't have, couldn't have been older than four. So I'm not really sure why the crowd believes him. Little children are like, little children can be extremely honest, but little children often get confused about things. And so... Well, I, again, I guess Holly's an outsider sort of Yes, American, I, so it's easy so they, to say. Yeah, probably yeah. easy to jump to that conclusion. So uh, the crowd believes him and they chase Holly. And Holly and uh, Anna sneak into a movie theater. And then he tells her uh, to go back to her place and that he's not going to come get her again. Uh, and then he goes, uh, he goes back to the place that he's staying at. And... He asked to call the police. Well, they, the guy says, well, do you have the number? And he says, no. He goes, well, then you should just go to the station. Yeah. And he goes, okay. And then he's like, can you get me a car? And he's like, that car's already waiting for you. And so, so he's like, okay. And so this guy is standing there with a car waiting for him. And they put him in the back of this car. And he basically, the car, ha- the window has bars, bars on it. It looks like an old police car. Yeah, the guy is going extremely fast. He's not listening at all to any directions that Holly's trying to give him. We are starting to believe in this scene that Holly has been kidnapped uh, and is taking, being taken to, or, or, or being taken by some nefarious characters, right? And then when we get to the building that he's at, the doors open up and it's the lecture yeah, that he was supposed, supposed to, to go to. to that Wednesday. So, so uh, the his benefactor um, it, it sets him up for his for him to be at the lecture, and he does he starts answering questions as soon as he starts answering questions. People start filing out. People are not interested in his lecture at all. So yep. that was interesting. But uh, Popesco shows up at the lecture. And they kind of have this back and forth banter because Holly now realizes that Popesco is dangerous. Yeah. And... Uh, they like a dollar short for the poor porter. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so everyone eventually files out of the, les- the lecture. And Popesco now has two men with him. And so Holly ends up running up into the building and he runs into a room with a bird. It's that, that part was supposed to be funny. I, I mean, it was funny that he thought it was a person and then it wasn't a person. It was a bird, but then the bird bit him. And so then that becomes like a a joke between throughout the rest of not the rest, but for a couple more scenes after this, that he got bit by a bird. Yeah. Uh, So he ends up going out of, of the window and down some of... Well, this is where we see some of the rubble from post-war. Yeah, and, all the bombing. Yeah, exactly. And he hides out in an old vehicle that's in this bombed-out area. Uh, and so he ends up getting away from Pabesco's guys. So he shows up to the Major's office. And the Major decides to finally fill him in and start explaining all the evidence that he has yeah. about what Harry's really been doing. And Harry has gotten involved in the, a penicillin trade. There has been a shortage of penicillin. And so there have been people that have been breaking into military hospitals and stealing 
uh, from the military hospitals the penicillin that they have. And what they do is they dilute the penicillin and then they sell it. So not only are they selling something that's already short, short, um, in short supply, but then they also dilute it to try to make it go farther. Right. Which that's Makes not, it not effective. It, yeah, that's not how penicillin works. Um, and so it's killing not only the children who aren't getting it at the hospitals and things like that, but you're basically maybe not killing, but probably yeah. worsening things for the people Infections who are taking the like diluted yeah. penicillin. Anyway, so the um, the reason why the major is explaining this is he is trying to make sure Holly realizes the yeah. danger that he's, he's not in. just going after somebody stealing, selling watches or, or, or cigarettes yeah, or whatever. Which is kind yeah. of what Holly had accused him of at the beginning of the movie. Right, like, that his guy isn't isn't just some petty yeah. black marketer like it's been sort of portrayed. He's causing a lot of problems, and he's like, "You need to get out of town." You need to not be here. Yeah. This is dangerous. Yeah. I guess one of the running elements throughout the film is the police commander is constantly trying to put him on a plane and send yes. him home, and yes. he does not leave the entire time. Yes. He's like, I have told you since the beginning, go home. Yes. So, Holly goes for a drink. <laughs> and then he goes to see Anna with some flowers that he bought at the bar. <laughs> And he says he came to say goodbye before he goes back home. He, she asks if Holly saw Calloway, and he finally admits it when she says that she also saw Calloway. So they both now know what Harry has been involved in, and she's crushed. So she knew that he was involved in something, but she didn't know the yeah. extent of what it was. And um, obviously Holly's broken up about it because that's why he's gone and had too many drinks at the bar. Um, and, uh, we see that there's a man watching her window from across the street in the shadows. And, uh, as Holly is walking back to where he's staying, he sees the man in the shadows and he's taunting the man to come out. You know, Holly has not been the most perceptive guy this entire time. And then he's drunk at taunting a man who's... Yeah. Basically following him and, and staking him out. You know, like, that guy has the upper hand. He knows way more than you do, and you're drunk. <laughs> but um, the light ends up shining in the area where he's hiding in the shadows, and we yeah. see that the man in the shadows is Harry. Is Harry Lyme. Didn't you notice, like, his cat or something? Okay, so I noticed the cat. I don't think he noticed the oh, cat. Okay. The cat was actually Anna's cat. And uh, Anna specifically says in the scene right before we see this happen, Anna says the cat only liked Harry. And so then we see the cat leave her apartment and then uh, walking down the street, the cat curls up at the foot of this man in the shadows. So if you were perceptive enough, you were to know immediately that this is Harry. Um, I think most people would have gotten that. And, yeah. um, I think early on, you thought the third man was Anna. Yeah, we didn't try, I thought she was a little sus. I think, I I thought that too until I saw the four people on the bridge. And I just, I was like, I know Anna's an actress, so they could try to pull that card. But I didn't feel like the, the fourth person looked like a woman trying to look like a man. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I do. Yeah. So, um, I, so, I didn't expect until that scene with the cat that it was going to be Harry. Right. So, there we go. It's Harry. And as Holly goes across the street, 
he's almost hit by uh, a car. Ironically which, enough. Exactly. Would, was uh, supposedly how Harry died. So, uh, once he pauses, then he gets over to the other side of the street and Harry's gone. Yeah. And uh, then he tries to run after him. It's one of those, like, shadows kind of games and, and like, trying to listen for someone in an area where there's a bunch of echoing sounds. It's difficult to know where that sound is coming from. Yeah. Anyways, he follows him. Uh, Harry vanishes. So Holly goes and gets Major Calloway. They retrace the steps. Calloway initially isn't 100% sure that Holly has seen what he's seen. And yeah. Understandable, especially sure. because I wonder if They he went, was, all went to his funeral. Well, that, and also I wonder if he was still partially drunk when he got to the station. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but we, we get... At some point in time, the major and the sergeant realized that Harry must have escaped down the sewer. And that's what happened. So they go and they exhume his grave. And they realize that in the grave is the man missing that they had been looking for, Joseph Harbin. Yeah. Who who was the orderly Orderly from the the hospital. hospital who was involved in the penicillin trade with Harry. Yeah. So, the police go to Anna's place. They take her... uh, Well, this is... The police that are coming to Anna's place are the uh, international police. We are to believe these are the Russian police, not the British part of the police. They apparently are all in the same building, I think. It's... That part was not extremely clear. But uh, they take her to the international police headquarters. Callaway actually stops them and then brings her in for questioning... Because now he that he knows that Harry's alive, he's wondering what she knows, right. and uh, he he says to her that if she will help him, that he will get her papers squared away, so that he will help her, so that she doesn't get taken by the Russians. Yeah. And uh, Holly goes to Doctor Winkle's place. He doesn't go inside. He goes out. He's outside of Dr. Winkle's place. There, Dr. Winkle and Baron are both out on the balcony, and he yells at them that he wants to see Harry. And uh, he says, he, they say, oh, yeah, come on up. And he says, oh, no, oh, no. I want to do this out in the open. <laughs> yeah. And so they... He's wising up. Yes. <laughs> so they decide they're going to meet um, at this carnival-type area. Um, I can't... The Risenrod, the okay. Warner Risenrod. Okay, I don't know. It was that's that giant Ferris wheel. Yes, but I, so so they they end up getting on a Ferris wheel, and Holly gives Harry a hard time for not helping Anna. Like he's like, "This is your girl. You haven't done anything to help her out." And he's like, "Whatever, whatever." Like I'm new. Yeah, exactly. He he is. It's very clear that he does not care that much for Anna. Nope. And that he's only in it for himself and whatever's good for him and yep. his trade and whatever he can do. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Oh gosh, I'm I lost my place. Holly admits that he told the police that he saw Harry, and Harry's like, "Oh man, you should not have gotten the police involved." So he uh, tries to buy him off. He kind of he kind of offers him money. Yeah. And then he's not 
he's not being explicit in his conversation. He's being more vague, but he's kind of like, well, you, this could happen and you could end up having $20,000 or yeah. this could happen and you could end up falling out of this Ferris wheel. You know, like he's, he's offering to buy him off and then he's off and then he's threatening him. Carrot the stick. <laughs> without actually explicitly saying it. Yeah. But those are the implications. And then uh, when Holly, when Holly tells him that the police already dug up his grave, he closes the door. Because at one point in time, he had opened the Ferris wheel door. And when he was threatening him, now he closes the door. Because he's like, oh, that's not going to work. And um, so he is like, hey, um, let's meet up again sometime. But don't bring your police friends. Yeah. And... Um, so that's the end of their little ride. That's the end of their conversation. Holly goes to Callaway. He offers, he initially is hesitant to help, but then he offers to help uh, get Harry if they help uh, Anna with her papers. And uh, Holly gets caught by Anna when he's seeing her off from the train. So, so. Holly says, hey, Calloway, I'll help you if you get Anna her papers. Anna had obviously turned down Calloway earlier to help to get her papers fixed. So when she finds, when she sees Holly at the train station, she knows something's up. Yeah. And she's already been suspicious about why Calloway helped her anyways with her papers. And so when she gets off the train, she goes and confronts Holly. He admits that he helped. Uh, her get her paper straightened out by telling Callaway he'd help to catch Harry. And she's mad. I don't understand why she's still still trying to run interference for this guy who's obviously doesn't care about her. Obviously a, a, a big time crooked criminal. I agree. But you know what this is? Stockholm, and Stockholm Syndrome. Well, I was going to say, I've seen it in, in women time and time again. I think it's not loving yourself enough. Well, maybe... Because if you love this other person so much that you don't care that they don't care the same way about you, I don't think that you love yourself enough. I don't think you find value in yourself. And it makes me sad. Um, But like, it's also, you said Stockholm, it's also other forms of abuse. Women who are victims of domestic violence will often uh, fall on the sword and not you know, and, and and not want men to get in trouble for the abuse that they've given. And I've just, I couldn't see myself in that position. So, but it's not, I know that it is, it happens all the time. Yeah, I suppose so. I guess even, even, uh, think about all the serial killers that get, you know, pen pals. And I'm not, and- I, yeah, and I'm not suggesting that she's a victim of domestic violence here because they never imply that at all yeah. in the story. But I just, that mentality of just falling on the sword for somebody who does not. Well, even beyond not caring for you, he's doing stuff that's harming lots of people at the time. Right, right, exactly. Like, it's, it's like, why do you like this person? So, yeah. But again, yeah. like I was just saying, that you know, you get serial killers that... Get love letters. They love yeah. letters that like, yeah, why is somebody? Mm. So. I don't, that, I also, I don't understand that Well, mentality. I guess it just proves there's somebody for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Or there's people who are just delusional. <laughs> Either way. So, uh, when she figures out 
all of this and Holly admits it, she tears up her papers and the train leaves without her and she leaves the little station cafe, cafe that yeah. they're in. And um, and so she doesn't want anything to do with, with Holly and it breaks Holly's heart. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't know why. He's told her this man doesn't want, doesn't care about you at all. He didn't lift a finger to help you. He's put you in a p- precarious situation. And the thing was, she made him feel bad for snitching. Yes, she does. So now he's not going to help the police after all either. That's right. She calls. She doesn't explicitly call him a snitch, but she basically, basically calls him calls a snitch. Him a snitch yeah. And um, and so Holly goes back to Callaway's office and he backs out of the deal. He says. Hey, um, I'm not doing this. I'm not gonna help you. Uh, I have a 20-year friendship with this guy, and uh, she didn't even use your papers or whatever that you helped her with. So, like, we're good. I just am gonna leave now. I'm gonna get on the. I'll take that yeah. plane ticket home. And so Callaway says, "All right, um, I'll take you." <laughs> but he says, um, "We're gonna make a stop." I've first. got an appointment. Yeah. Real, I've got a five-minute appointment. Like, what appointment? Do you? Yeah. He's, he's a, mm-hmm. Callaway reveals he is uh, slick. Yes. And so Callaway ends up taking him to the children's hospital so that he can see all the damage that has been done from yeah. Harry's thievery. Yeah. All the children that have died because they haven't gotten the medicine because he's stolen it. Yeah. Uh, so when he sees this, uh, Harry says, all right. You got it. No, me. I got it. I, I, I see you now. He says, okay, I will help you catch him. Yep. And... Uh, so Harry and Holly are, are set up for a meeting and it's, it's very interesting to keep calling this man Holly. I, I, I always find names to be interesting because, um, there's time and time again in, in history, there are names that are, um, they are either masculine or they're like gender neutral. And then they eventually switch to one gender. And then you have these men who are named, uh, feminine names of what we consider now to be feminine names. So, uh, continuing well, I, to call I think Holly. there were even a few jokes in the movie, though, at the name. Kador, they yes. were like, and what a funny name. You yes. have such Anna a funny does name. Call him yeah, she's like, hey, with a name like Holly, right? I mean, yeah. it's, uh, I think even in there, there's some, there's some, the movie has lots of little jabs and subtle jokes that are, yeah. You know, like Holly, all, all, he's always getting somebody's always taking him to a plane, and he's dead. like, everybody's always leaving, and nobody ever leaves. Yeah. So, uh, Harry and Holly have a meeting set up, yep. and the police are staking it out, and they're in the shadows, and this uh, guy comes up with the balloons. I was trying to figure out if he was a decoy sent by, uh, by Harry. Or if that just happened to happen. I wasn't sure what was going on there. It felt more like a decoy at some point in time because he would not go away. Yeah. He notices the cops in the shadows and then he will not leave until uh, the Sar- Sergeant Payne finally takes Thanks. one balloon from him. It's like, ah, move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, Anna has shown up uh, instead. And, well, not instead. She's. I don't think she's in talks with Harry at this point in time but she just happens to show up at their intended appointment time and she says Harry's not going to show up he's too smart for that yeah well Harry Harry, does show up up. (laughs) and he shows up with a gun and his intention is to shoot Holly uh but first Anna is in the way and then when Anna gets out of the way 
uh, Sergeant Payne is, he sees Sergeant Payne through the window. So he ends up running out the back of the, of the cafe and uh, the police see him. And so now a chase ensues. Um, they follow him into the sewers because that's where he goes. At some point in time, he shoots his gun while he's in the sewers and everybody backs up against the walls and are trying to make sure they don't get shot. Uh, but then he continues to run around the sewers and that is a long chase scene. Uh, it is a lot of, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? the buildup of anticipation there's you know yeah the final confrontation right exactly and so finally harry shoots sergeant Payne. yeah r.i.p sergeant Payne. and calloway i believe is the one who shoots him back yeah so uh pain dies almost instantly but harry has been shot but he's he's injured still trying to get away but he's still trying to get away so harry finally finds an area that there's a grate for the sewer that goes up to the street that it's one of the few places that he's found so far that are not is not guarded so he is trying to get up this little spiral staircase but he is inching up these staircase because he is injured and he gets up to the top he gets his hands in the grate and he just does not have the energy to push the grate off of the top to get out yeah. And in the meantime, they've basically got him cornered. And uh, Holly is the one who goes. Yeah, Holly takes Sergeant Payne's gun. Yes, and he goes and follows him to the stairs. Uh, Sar- Callaway is so consumed with Sergeant Payne that he doesn't really realize it at first. And then when he finally does, he says, he, he yells to Holly and he says, he's dangerous, do not hesitate, shoot him. Yeah. And uh, when Holly sees Harry, they kind of nod at each that other. Moment. Yeah, and then uh, we are to presume that he shoots and kills Harry for real yeah. this time. So and Harry's- cut to, cut to Harry's other funeral. Yes, his funeral. So it's the it's basically the same exact scene from the beginning. This is his yeah. real funeral, but it's it's laid out exactly like it was before. Um, and Anna is there again and again. She is upset, and she walks back from the funeral. Now, again, Holly gets in the vehicle with uh, Major Calloway. And he's supposed to leave. And he's supposed to leave. <laughs> But he gets out because he wants a chance to talk to Anna. And we get this beautiful long shot of this uh, tree-lined drive where the trees, we are in late fall, early winter. The trees are dropping the last of their leaves and uh, she's walking up the road. He's gotten out of the vehicle and he stands off to the side waiting for her to get to him and she just walks right past him. Yep, keeps does right on trucking. look his way not one single time and she walks right out of frame and that is the end of the movie. So, I really enjoyed the movie. I also, I like that he doesn't get the girl in the end. At least you assume he doesn't get the girl. 
I think weird to know he doesn't get the girl. Yeah. She walks right past him like he's not even there. <laughs> well, the she, whole movie, she's been adamant yeah, about the fact she's that... She's never had any interest in him throughout the movie. Yeah. So, um, the whole the whole time, she's been adamant about the fact that she's in love with Harry. She'll always be in love with Harry. And, uh, and, and so, you know, she just walks right past him like he doesn't even exist. And I just thought it was interesting. I, um... I read that it was a, a nice little commentary. Like I, I also enjoyed the fact that it was, it showed the desolation and the des, the desperation after the war. Uh, that's why the black markets opened up in the area. The the desolation still from the from the war with all the bombings and stuff like that not completely cleared away yet. You know, I I, I thought. I read, though, that it was a commentary on American optimism versus European weariness, and I think that is a very good encapsulation of what the movie was like. Yeah. Because Holly is an American, and everybody else in the film is European. I guess Harry's not European, um, but everybody else... Well, it's a British movie. Right, right. But, like, all the other characters, Anna's, Calloway... All, they're all European, and yeah. so like it. It. I think it was a, a good. He's the only one that's still trying to go after it. Still trying to have you know a little bit. He still has a little bit of naivete. When, like when we talked about earlier, when he gives up the information on the handyman. Yeah, I read. Um, so during that chase scene, where they have all those police in the out in like a white outfit Mm -hmm. so apparently Vienna did have maybe still does have a special unit that patrols their sewers oh interesting I thought this was a weird thought to have but I was like those are really nice sewers (laughs) well apparently they have an entire the whole underground water and sewer system it's very intricate and they have they have an entire police unit that does that Mm -hmm. and in the movie that is actually off-duty members of that unit in the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So. Oh, I like that. Yep. So I thought that was interesting because I thought it was a little bit of an odd thing too. I was like, well, what are they just calling out these police that are all of a sudden repelling in the sewer <laughs> and stuff? But apparently in Vienna, yes, that's. You. Know, what's that's funny is I didn't even think have. about the the police being called out to do it. I thought about do why do they just have those lines there to repel down? And I guess that if you already had police. Um, patrolling that area, you would have lines there. That, for them I to... thought they might have cast them down, but again, like who brings repelling gear on a police chase in this? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, and so it, you don't really think about that, but apparently that is a specialty unit that existed in Vienna, so that they could. They have a patrol. very nice sewer system, so they could patrol it. So yeah, I brick, just thought it was. I mean, it was like brick. It was all it with yeah. arches. It, I just kept thinking, wow, that's a really pretty sewer. Uh, what a weird thought to have, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it just very, very different. So, but, and I, I agree. I thought it was a, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good, good movie. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. So, well, uh, thank you, Scott, so much for suggesting this movie for us to watch today, and uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give us. Uh, a rating on Spotify. I don't know how Spotify does uh, ratings, but or Apple or wherever you get your podcast. And uh, more than anything, we hope that you go make some popcorn. Mm-hmm.